The FT. Turkey's ruling AK party has lost its majority in parliament in a significant setback for the country's president Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who's ruled unchallenged for over a decade. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me is the FT's Istanbul correspondent Daniel Dombi. Hi, Dan. How badly did the ruling AK party do? The AK party got about forty-one percent of the vote. It got about two hundred and fifty-eight seats in a five hundred and fifty-member parliament. So there's absolutely no doubt that this is a force that remains one of the dominant powers on the Turkish political landscape. Indeed, you could say that after a history of a slowing economy, corruption scandals, internal fighting, and controversy about Mr. Erdogan's own role, to get 41% of the vote is still something of an achievement. And yet, this is the most bitter election night this party has experienced since it was established at the very beginning of this century. They have never had to contemplate multi-party rule before. They've never had as strong a rebuff as Mr. Erdogan himself had in this election. He was not a candidate himself. According to the Turkish constitution, the president is forbidden from having any ties with any political parties. But this was an election in which he ferociously campaigned, stomping the country with rallies sometimes two or three times a day, desperately making the case for an executive presidency and a constitutional change that would require some 330 MPs. The result was very far off from that. So whereas the result is very uncertain in terms of what kind of government it will spawn, it really is very clear indeed in terms of the rejection of Mr. Erdogan's goals to bolster his own role. Where does this leave President Erdogan? What do you think his next move is likely to be? Mr. Erdogan is someone who has dominated Turkish politics over more than a decade. He's a man of extreme political skill. You can never write him off. And it's also important to bear in mind that he has very great powers in his current office. So in a certain sense, the ball is in Mr. Erdogan's court. The AK party has lost its majority. That leads to two or three questions. What kind of president is Mr. Erdogan going to be now that his vision for government from a presidential palace has received such a rebuff at the hands of the electors? Is he going to still be pushing to run the country, as he can do to a certain extent with powers to issue decrees that no court can question? Or is he instead going to be trying to revert to the traditional role of a president who really is trying to put together a government that reflects the will of the people? Mr. Erdogan's recent history might suggest that he wants to continue as a partisan president, a powerful president, but that may not be electorally successful if Turkey's voters feel that what they've decided has not been obeyed or respected by the president. And it's very interesting that in his first written comments on the election, he said that it was clear that no party had a mandate to govern alone. Then, of course, there's the question of the AKP. Beyond doubt, the AKP is the most impressive party, not just in Turkey, but in the region as a whole. Its record of nine successive successes in the national votes is beyond parallel. But a campaign that was split between Mr. Erdogan and Ahmet Davutoglu, the somewhat hapless prime minister and party leader, ended up with no clear message and no clear figurehead. The question now is, is Mr. Erdogan going to allow Mr. Davutoglu to do his own thing? Or indeed, a new AK party leader to do his own thing? Or is he instead going to insist that his own influence continues to dominate the party? And is he going to allow the AKP to evolve beyond what some people say has become something of a cult of personality? 
Okay, the other interesting thing about this particular election was the emergence of a new party, the Kurdish People's Democratic Party. What role did it play in the setback for the AKP? The role of the pro-Kurdish HDP was crucial. There were two reasons why the AKP lost its majority. One was that fall of about nine percentage points in its support. The other was that the HDP passed what is the toughest electoral threshold in the world, a bar of 10% for any political party to gain representation as a party in Parliament. Traditionally, it's only garnered some 6% of the support, but this was a threshold it vaulted over in the event. It got 13% of the vote, it got 80 MPs, and it did so first by attracting secularist voters who were desperate to stop Mr Erdogan from assuming greater presidential powers and secondly, by rallying conservative Kurds to its cause. This was a very important development, because the AKP can rightly claim to have done more for Kurdish rights than all the other governments of Turkey since the establishment of the Republic in 1923 put together. It's allowed greater linguistic and other rights and traditionally scooped about 50% of the Kurdish vote. But in recent months and years, we've seen problems. We've seen the Turkish peace process with the Kurds to end the conflict in which 40,000 people died over three decades stutter. And we've seen, perhaps most potently of all, perceived inaction by Mr. Erdogan and the government in the face of attacks on Syrian Kurds by the jihadis of ISIS. That was something that went down very badly with Kurds right across the country. It was something that ate into the AKP's traditional Kurdish support. You mentioned that secular Turks had turned to this new Kurdish party. Do you think that they're likely to remain, or was that purely a protest vote? One of the great imponderables of this election is how the parties are likely to perform in the future. Another more immediate ponderable is who's going to form a government. The AK Party has seen its support fall fairly steadily from a height of about almost 50% in 2011. The HDP has more than doubled the historic level of Kurdish votes. As a result, the AK Party has to be absolutely sure that it is not seen as precipitating any kind of crisis by calling early elections at a time when Turkey's economy is vulnerable. Similarly, the HDP, which might very well in other circumstances be more interested in some kind of deal with the AKP, will be very aware that if it does enter into some kind of compact, it stands to lose all those secular votes that boosted its level at these elections. So this political uncertainty has really rattled the markets, hasn't it? And what are the economic implications of the election result? I think, to be absolutely honest, the economic and political implications are a question of people now seeing Turkey as it really is and it really was. Even before these elections took place, it was already clear that Turkey's political and economic status quo were no longer sustainable. In recent years, Turkey's growth has been largely due to an expansion in debt, which again is not likely to extend very far into the future, given that Turkey, like many other emerging markets, now faces tighter monetary conditions in international markets, and is particularly vulnerable given the fact that hot money has financed much of the country's substantial current account deficit. These were problems that were already there. The fact that the country had very polarized politics and that it was dependent on short-term funds. But after these elections, these problems are there in stark relief for everybody, and I think that's one of the reasons why the markets have reacted with such alarm. What's happened since Sunday is that people realize that the Turkey story is now going to go through, at the very least, a bit of a hiccup, that the future is uncertain and that the stakes are very high. Thanks very much. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.